Yes, hello and welcome, folks, to episode 152 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six, and that fella over there... It's Andy, a.k.a. Wallop. Wallop, the basic action. Wallop. Yeah. Wallop. Yeah, it's got a a wonderful sound. Wallop. Well, here we are again. Two weeks have passed. It's time to attempt to talk about Dice Masters in the podcast format for <laughs> for, for another episode of the Ministry of Dice. Jesus. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. So, a couple of things, folks. Folks, uh, we we have a confession to make. We did have featured segments planned for this episode. We did. We did. We did. We did. <laughs> However. Things are uh, a little hectic for both of us in terms of work and family and, you know, all that good stuff. And neither of us got around to doing the actual prep and planning for those featured segments that were scheduled to do this episode. I know, prep. I know what you're thinking. We do. We do, yeah. I'm sure many listening will be like, no, you don't prepare, but we do, honestly. <laughs> it's it's a it's a finely tuned, finely crafted machine that creates that, you know, just rolled into it natural <laughs> totally off the cuff thing. Because we did we do usually have at least an outline, don't we? Uh, and and we did have an outline. We've just not been able to do the prep work. Not able to colour it in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't mind sharing. In fact, maybe some listeners want to jump in and uh, th- communicate with us in the interim period between this episode and the next episode because we'll, we'll still use the segment themes. We were going to talk about Master Mold. Yeah. Countering Master Mold. The, uh, the segment was going to be about defeating the big bad. You know, we were thinking about this, uh, things being a bit competitive at the moment. Um. But I just I didn't I, f- I fell behind on my two team takedown video watching. I'll 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 be honest, which is where I was looking out for good plays, good moves, cards that were not only recognised as potential counters, but being used and getting a, getting my eyeballs on how it's being used. And so, yeah, didn't get there at all. Epic fail. <laughs> yeah. So it's total freestyle this episode, total freestyle. So it may only be 20 minutes long. It may be three hours long. <laughs> we can, we've got, we are going wildly, wildly off book, off script. Wicker, wicker freestyler. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a bit, it's a bit crazy folks. It's a bit crazy. But before we get into all that nothingness, <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask you as usual, my man. What have you been up to since the last time we recorded? Well, uh, we had a game. We did. And that was fun. Yeah. We won again. Are you, are, you, are you sure? Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I'm not um, sure you convincing me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the, the realisation of my uh, zero wins for 2023, and that's been in July, that um, uh, was an eye-opener. Well, yeah, but hang on, because you have had wins this year. We've just not... Uh, we've not recorded all our 2023 games on our tracker because we didn't we didn't bother doing the, like the X Men campaign for example. We've not recorded those wins and losses on the tracker. No, true, true. Uh, don't be too uh, hard it, on it, yourself. It's it's still a a, uh, a a cross I have to bear. Um, 
<laughs> well, you'll be you'll be pulling that that super rare master mold out, master mold out for the, just, the next this, six months. This is all a long game, folks. He's just lulling me into a false sense of security, <laughs> and then it's going to be master mold spammed to my face week after week after week. <laughs> But we did have a game, nonetheless. Uh, again, it was a... Well, I, I've been picking my way through the Secret Wars set. I've not managed to file away my cards. They're still in the boxes, so it makes it quite easy. I just pick a box to uh, grab some rando cards out of. This particular box had some some pretty good nuggets that worked together. Uh, so the, the kind of engine was the Spider-Man Parker Industries, which is the rare spider-man uh which has got team watch prepper tie from your bag he's got avengers and spider friends affiliation and luckily it had some spider friends in there it had spider gwen <laughs> the five damage she's uh, good the, i think that's a good card it is a good card isn't it? and available to anyone who has a uh what are they called starter boxes origin pack origin pack of course um, Dazzler, which reminds me I've still got yours you do <laughs> I'm looking at them right now <laughs> uh, the, so, so it had the, the, the spider Gwen three cost with spider friends Dazzler who's a three cost the light bringer which is the common one it's the uncommon spider Gwen I had uh, that's got X-Men and spider friends affiliation so I had the cheapy characters to try and spam through uh, to, uh, to get a bit of ramp which is nice um, I did also get the Groot. The Groot. This is a good one. This Groot, along with the, I think it's Songbird, both have very similar. We've spoken about it before. Very Death similar bird. abilities. Deathbird. That's it. Uh, when fielded, tar- target character die can't block. It's a three cost shield. I think the uh, Deathbird's a three cost, possibly a bolt. This one's got a bit of a harsher fielding cost of zero one two, but on the uh, level three, it does have a pretty big ass of seven mm. to to kind of help you in other areas but spamming them out there to try and get things to not block is still something i, I think could work you just need to get the timing right i think a uh, dark phoenix global would certainly help to make sure that he's cycling around when you need it but I had him and then i was trying to get the thor uh, of higher uh, avalon yeah that that's was- Let's not forget your Thor that was really, really driving that ramp engine. <laughs> <laughs> when Phil did roll a die from your bag. I think I did it a couple of times. I bought two because he's only a four cost and he's got some decent stats for a four cost uh, at five, three, six, four, seven, six. Uh, so at a four cost, he's pretty good. I'm not sure that the ability really matters about rolling a die from your bag, but you know, it's better than not having that ability on the on the card i suppose and he's sure. a thor force as is groot and then the storm which i don't think i ever got out which is a four cost when fielded roll x target character dice where x is equal to the number of active thor is it thor core it is isn't it thor yeah core thor core yeah characters in your field zone so there was a slight plan of trying to ramp with the spider-man and then roll out and stop characters from blocking with the uh the four core uh, and then and then kind of chunder over but that didn't quite work because it needs a lot of dice to come out at the same time yeah cool yeah. cards though nonetheless there's probably aspects of a very good team within those cards sure yeah that's uh you need to sit down and have a think back to all these sealed, sealed games you've been doing to 
pluck out your your highlight cards to yeah. then start doing a more kind of formal brew around. Yeah, I need to learn the set. <laughs> well, ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> so there you That's go. That's an idea. That's an idea. <laughs> My, maybe we'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, uh, cool. I, shall I talk about uh, my my sealed game experience then? While we, yeah, let's hear what well, you had to well, offer. Absolutely. Yeah. So I use the uh, I, mine. Mine are all I've unpacked all my all my Secret Wars stuff. Yeah, in a in a frenzy of, of unpacking on release date. So I use the draft pack generator on the team builder on the Dice Coalition uh, webpage to do a random pack and then build my team out of that. So I, in the spirit of doing a sealed game, I use that as an alternative and then just put the cards out of my binder. Fortunately, I drew an entire pack of cards that I owned, although I'm pretty close to a full collection now anyway, so um, it, it wasn't too much of a concern. Uh, my, mine was a weird team. I, when, when I first looked at the cards, I was a bit like, Ugh, what am I going to do with that? But it kind of sort of weirdly came together in a, in a nice kind of way. So the finishing blow uh, that that uh, gave me the game <laughs> was made up of i think i fielded a god emperor doom a spider gwen and an ultimate spider-man in the same turn does that sound about right it does you not you got rid of anything that was in my field i think about four characters in the field yeah and, and i had to get rid of all of them i had a beast in the field as well so to talk through that the rare beast Three cost fist, mind gem. And uh, when you use a mask energy to field your character die, you can deal two damage to target character. Then I had also the ultimate Spider Man, the uncommon, when fielded, re roll target Thor core or bolt character die. Then the Spider Gwen that shoots for five damage. And then the God Emperor Doom, which was the common, which reads, when fielded, deal three damage to target character die and re roll target character die. Uh, so through various sort of deaths and churning shenanigans, I had uh, Beast out in the field and those three dice ready to roll. And then I just rolled a load of masks as well to field them with. <laughs> so I paid a mask, fielded the ultimate Spider-Man, shot something for two and then asked you to re-roll whatever the... I think it was a Bolt character that you had that I re-rolled. Then fielded my God Emperor Doom, paid a mask to field him. So shot something else for two, then did another three damage to something, then re-rolled something else, then fielded Spider-Gwen, shot something for two, then shot something for a further five. It was just this crazy sudden moment of climax uh, where I got all these characters out. And then because God Emperor Doom, Ultimate Spider-Man, they're not, they're not slouches in the attack department, I was able to push through into an empty field and finish you off, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, it all kind of came together in there that turn yeah i mean i mean obviously i planned it that way obviously yeah you know you know i orchestrated it uh, obviously m- m- manipulated you know mental games manipulated you into KOing my characters exactly when i wanted you to come out KO my characters so that they're waiting in prep and stuff it was all it was all very very cleverly lined up it was machiavellian in nature very all, brown yeah 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 absolutely it was all it was all planned that way <laughs> Um, I had a problem with ramp. I, I did not have a magic Spider-Man, and, and of course the Thor to support. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had the Falcon, 
which was the Common Falcon. I've forgotten his subtitle, but he's got Team Watch and he preps a sidekick from Used when you feel a character with the same affiliation of these Avengers. But then I only had one other Avenger, which was the Ultimate Spider-Man. So I had this potential little bit of prep, but it meant I had to buy a lot of Ultimate Spider-Mans and Falcons just to get anything, any benefit from it at all. So I was a bit lousy with Ultimate Spider-Mans and Falcons for a while, which I think is why it took so long for me to ramp up to me got Emperor Doom and stuff. Um, and a few times I went to I went to do the team watch and realised I had no sidekicks in my bloody used pal anyway. Don't oh, for God's sakes! But that's the that's the problem with playing sealed games at you know ten thirty at night. <laughs> you're, not, you're not necessarily adding up everything that's going on on your map. Uh, but I, yeah, I like that. I mean, obviously, I, I'm it's well known. I'm I'm on record. It's well documented that I, I love a good combo play and uh, I. I discerned a great deal of pleasure from that chain of events as it just sort of all dropped in one after the other after the other. It was nice. It was very satisfying for a combo, janky combo junkie like me. Pinging stuff as well. There was ping going on. Ping, ping. Loved it. <laughs> and you used so, the attack step. And I used the attack step, yeah, to to do the damage. So props to me. You know what I'm saying? I feel you, bro. Yeah, but distraction's back now, so we'll be putting all that nonsense to bed soon enough. Yeah, I mean, my basic actions that I pulled, it was distraction, wallop, and instant war. So immediately I just had to put distraction away and use the other two. (laughs) Well, all three of my basic actions from the draft pack um, that were generated were epic basic actions, which was just utterly... weren't they? Yeah, which was yeah. just utterly ridiculous. Uh, I did actually buy the casket of ancient winters because I thought, well, you know, let's just do a bit of bit of balmy chaos. That sounds like fun. That's the one that makes your opponent KO three characters, then move three from is it from reserve to bag, and then move three from prep to used. It cycles it around, doesn't it? It forces your opponent to move a load of stuff, but it never came round. What was the other one I had? Oh, uh, it was the uh, what's the word? Pay X life to draw its cards. Darkhold. Yes, um, but I, I never even did anything no. with that. No. So that that's another word of warning for Secret Wars drafters or sealed sealed players. The uh, <laughs> the epic basic actions, while interesting, curious, and potentially fun. They're not great when you draw three of them. You're like, oh man, and then uh, your, your selection of you know, four cost plus characters to put on your team to even open up the epic basic actions to you isn't great. You know, you you can find yourself in a bit of a tricky spot with that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You're lucky yeah. you, you pulled a four cost. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Otherwise I'd have been, well, they'd have just been wasted, entirely wasted slots. I mean, they turned out to be not used anyway, because I didn't, I only bought one dice off Casket of Ancient Winters and never got, Got it cycled round, or it we had to a few scrabble around for the little card to <laughs> confirm if you can use it or not. Yeah, that was. I had to check because I'd forgotten. I, I knew you needed a four cost or more to buy the epic basic action, but I couldn't remember if you needed them out in the field to use it as well, which uh, is not the case. You just need the four cost or more to buy it. Yeah. So when it did finally come around, I was like, oh, I can use it. And then it didn't roll anyway. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, never mind. 
It's always good to double check your rulesy stuff. Yeah, oh, that reminds me that, that that's something that's gone on since we last uh, recorded. What's that? There's been some rules forum activity. I see. I, I don't check the rules forum now. There's a 44 page document to uh, <laughs> go into the nitty gritty. Uh, no, well, you don't need to. You can just go use like Discord or whatever. There's a Troy set up a page with a bot that pulls the ruling off the rules forum and fires it into the oh, he's clever, channel. So uh, very clever man. He's a very clever man. Yeah, I am constantly just it, yeah. I'm, I'm still. I'm, there's not a word big enough to describe how impressed I am with with his skills and talents. <laughs> Colloquialization. <laughs> yeah, sure way, that. I'm so colloquialized with, <laughs> with by Troy's <laughs> talent with the Discord server. Yeah. Yeah. So rules forum activity, but don't ask us what they say, or you know, I'll just wait for Nick to let me know what I'm supposed to pay attention to or not in there. Nice. Scrolling through the uh, rules questions Discord channel, it appears that a a, a ruling on Stormbreaker Ray Corbinite generated a lot of conversation because I can see a huge thread. Right. (laughs) But I haven't read said thread. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) That was good, Uh, wasn't it? 264, my cards. 264, my rules. See what I did there? I did, yeah. It was good. It was good. I liked that. I wonder how many uh, heads that went over. Uh, no, everyone we got that. Everybody knows I'm too sexy. Surely, even the even the Gen Zers will know that one. Yeah. Although they're they're a bit controversial nowadays, aren't they? What about our three Korean listeners? They might not have got it. No, I th- uh, I, I would even be confident that our listeners out in South Korea will know. The I'm Too Sexy song, even if they're not so familiar with the band Right Said Fred themselves. Uh, okay. So they might not have yeah. got the relevance, but they'd have got the song. I always feel yes. sorry for the three Korean listeners because, you know, what does the third do? They must have to always round robin and have a bye. <laughs> well, I think they've got more than three players in South Korea. It's probably just three players who are English, you know, under, can hit listen to and understand English well enough. Oh, okay. I let him off then. Yeah. Well, um, that's an assumption on my part, of course. You you could be entirely right. Maybe there is just three players in South Korea. But I don't, I don't believe that's true because I've seen photos of that they've put up on fo- Facebook on the Dice Masters page. Cool. Well, if you are in South Korea, drop us a little note and let us know. Yeah. Yeah. How many people were at your last event? We'd love to find out. Uh, but in any case, Stormbreaker Ray Corbinite, that's, that seems to be a hot button subject. I'm just, it's the same as always with these rules. It's, they've just brought out a comprehensive rule book and now there's a you know a raft of new rulings turning up on the rules page. I just don't think, uh, I'm, not, I'm not even going to start on that conversation again, but this idea that before you play a card, you're going to have to go and cross-reference it against a, a, a comprehensive rules document and now a forum with clarifications just seems to be getting a little bit out of hand to me. To you. To to me, <laughs> to me, to you, to me, to you. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 an interesting topic. We were talking about what I was up to though. 
Oh, yeah, sorry. So what else have you been up to? You're going to tell us about some painting, I assume. You, yeah, had I painted my first darks? Uh, not not the last time we spoke on the podcast, but I have seen the photos that you posted on our Discord server. Yeah. So I'll, I'll keep it brief because obviously you're here to, to listen about Dice Masters. But uh, the a Song of Ice and Fire Minsters game has caught my attention. Uh, I've well, I've painted up a 40 point, which is the standard kind of points for an army. Uh, for a 40 point Lannister army, which is looking very beautiful. Uh, and I've just started on a Stark army. And I wanted to do it quite quick. So I've been using a technique called Slap Chop, which is uh, basically a way of, of getting models painted quickly, uh, where you dry brush them with grey and then white from a black undercoat to kind of give it a kind of a chrome, not chrome. Uh, monochrome kind of grayscale right. um, kind of tones with, with the white on the highest bits and then like black in the deep crevices. And then you paint over these in uh, a thin kind of almost kind of inky style paint, uh, which then show, has the, the kind of the, the tones underneath show through, giving you kind of instant highlights and kind of low lights and shades. Uh, so I tried that with my Starks. It came out very well. I'm pretty chuffed. I don't think it looks as nice as my traditionally painted minis, but certainly it took me a, a day as opposed to a week. So it's <laughs> kind of cut down on time. And they look uh, very cool. That's the that's the point of Slap Chop, isn't it? Is that it's more, um, uh, you know, for your army, your kind of regular units type stuff is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for a... For a um, a very nice finished effect at, of, of taking into account the time that it took. Um, so, uh, yeah, it looks really cool. And then I spent a bit of time putting snow on their bases because they're the Starks of Winterfell, so they should have some form of snow on the bottom. So I, I mixed up a, a snowy mix with PVA school glue, some snow flock stuff uh, and a bit of water and then put clumps all over it to make them look as if they're, they've got kind of piles of snow on their bases as well um which is the first time doing that it looks a little bit amateurry but uh, the, the <laughs> overall effect looks looks cool it doesn't look kind of i was worried that it would just look like i'd um put kind of screwed up bits of tissue paper on it but no it, it does have a a nice-ish finish to it so overall please they're going to do the rest of them uh to finish off them hopefully quite quick uh because um, a Night's Watch army did come in the post this week. <laughs> <laughs> a whole army of Night's Watch, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they do these kind of starter boxes, uh, right. which um, pretty much kind of make an army. So, you know, obviously you, you have the choice of, you know, what units you want to use, but for the, for the sake of, especially when it's, you know, secondhand off eBay, <laughs> you get a, a whole army for, a, a, you know, a, a not that much money. Can you mix it? Works out well. Can you mix and match? So, like when you say Night's Watch uh, and Starks, you know, I kind of see them as sort of complementary factions within the Game of Thrones lore. So, if you want, could you do a half and half army? You know, not at the moment. You have to have kind of a, a, a army built out of the faction. As, as the only kind of kind of grey area is there's neutral units where you can add to, to all armies. 
So, um, what's that like, Bran? Bran? Yeah. Bron. He's like a Bron, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he kind of chops and changes. Yeah. So he's like a neutral character. Littlefinger and Varys are, are neutral kind of characters. Um, right. There's a unit called the, the Bloody Mummers, uh, which change side throughout the first, first few books quite frequently. Um, House Bolton was part of the neutrals, although re- this week they've announced that they'll be releasing a, a whole kind of faction for House Bolton, so that might change things. But yeah, there's a, there's a few little units that you can, but overall you can't mix and match the armies, although they do apparently have doubles tournaments, which where you can have two different armies, two different, you know, that you play with a mate. Yeah, okay. Must be quite cool. Yeah, because like the late in the later books, and not to welcome to the Ministry of Dice, where we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying, I tried to keep it quite brief. Uh, well, I was just thinking that the um, the people with the castle on the mountain with the big windy hole in the throne room. Oh yeah, the. Um... The I think it's called the Irie, the the Vale, the Knights of the Vale. Yeah, and so because they're like matey with the Starks, aren't they? Yeah, because isn't well, Lady sisters, what's her name? They're... Yeah, okay. yeah. Anyway, I was sister, sister. Yeah, I was just thinking about that idea of you know, can you mix and match? And uh, there's not even a purpose or a reason for asking. It was just something that jumped into my head while you were describing. That. <laughs> you can't have DC slash Marvel slash Dungeons and Dragons slash WWF <laughs> uh, as you can do in the, uh, the the world of Dice Masters. Um, but okay. yeah, cool. It's nice to be painted again. And um, but yeah, that, that's kind of taken up any other kind of spare time, which I don't have. So it kind of seems to be between kind of ten and midnight. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, once I've managed to do all the other stuff. That has uh, taken up my day, but um, yeah, th- and that's that's pretty much it for me. All right, fair play. Well, I've already talked about my uh, Seal Team from the Dice Masters game. Seal Team, uh, that's a good series. I've been watching that. Have you? What with David Baranas? Yeah, is that how you say it's, it? I think so. Baranas, 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 Borianas, Borianas. What's his name? I'm going to type it into Google now. Boring anus. <laughs> yeah it is Borianas yeah Borianas <laughs> yeah Anus <laughs> I don't anyway I've yeah heard anyone say. anyway yeah it's a good show I like that one yeah I like it as well are there how far behind are you uh, I'm well behind I'm only in season two. Oh, are you because it starts out a bit kind of America rah, but it goes it goes places man the show goes places yeah so I like the first season. I like a lot of first seasons because it is like the you know one and done within the hour. They've got into trouble. They've resolved that trouble, and the story's ended. And I like that. Um, but then there's a, the, as you go further into it, and it starts to kind of go from episode to episode, and be like, mm, I don't want a cliffhanger. I just want you to be like, jobs are good, and I'm going home for a barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be all right because the when it does sort of cliffhangery, it's usually a kind of two partery thing. Although there is a there becomes a growing storyline um, around Jason and Clay. 
Uh, and so, in fact, they all get a bit of a growing, ongoing storyline, but it's kind of the impact of the stuff that happens to them in earlier episodes, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, oof. But it goes places. It's not It's not the show you think it's going to be. You, know, you think you're getting you kind of grunt, you, you, you crunchy military-style modern action from it, which you do get. It's got some banging action scenes. Yeah, it does. But, uh, yeah, it goes places, and it goes places you don't think it's going to go. To to. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. Topic because you said sealed team. Oh yeah, uh, and that's it. I've not done any other gaming. Oh, I played a bit of Marvel Snap actually over the last couple of weeks. Oh, have you? Yeah, I kind I of fits and snapping away. I have fits and starts. Uh, this, uh, as you called out, rightfully called out, many episodes ago. It, it when you're leading a very busy life and things are hectic. Marvel Snap's perfect because you can just, you know, right, I've got 20 minutes. I just need to grab a cup of tea and take a break for a minute. Well, Marvel Snap it. You know, it just it really yeah. fits into that slot very, very well. Um, So I've been playing a bit of Marvel Snap. Level but check. Got... Oh, uh, hang on. Let me get my phone. I think I'm on 70-something. Marvel Snap. Ooh. It's loading. It's loading. Still loading. Still loading. Oh, uh, your client is out of date. Please download the latest update to continue playing. I'm in the mid-70s somewhere. Maybe 74. Let's say 74. Let's go for that, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm 69. (laughs) 69, dude! Uh, But yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's all right. Uh, I've even been trying that conquest mode out a little bit too. Oh, have you? Yeah, only because it's got really cool Mr. Sinister alt art, but I've I've had the realisation now how much actual grinding on Conquest you have to do to get enough... It takes uh, that a little bit longer, doesn't it? It's like not just uh, five minutes you're putting in like a few games. Yeah, so there's that, but also to unlock the variant, you have to buy nine of the rewards out the reward catalogue. But the rewards in the reward catalogue are like a thousand points each, and a and a bronze game gives you fifteen points. You can get, I think, something like two hundred and fifty from a silver game, and get up to whatever it is, four hundred from a gold game, and they're not even unlocked. The whatever that last shiny glowing purple one is yet. Wow, that is a so, I've only done one. Yeah, so you just uh, grinding and folks play the, the try sweaty tryhards in that conquest mode man it is horrific i've actually like proper style gone back to my nasty nimrod galactus team wow just to, just to survive in there so yeah but the alt art mr sinister looks really cool so i don't know i'll oh. make a decision as the month goes on as whether i feel like the grind has been worth it or not cool yeah. I do like a bit of snap. Yeah, it's uh, it's just been suiting you know what I've got going on. We've certainly not had the time to do a kind of let's sit down and get a board game out, fam. You know what I mean? None of that's been going on at all. I've not even done any of that Star Wars Rivals with Harrison. It's just been non-stop. Non-stop. Birthdays, birthday parties, school trips, weekend events, dance shows, theatre performance. It's just been relentless. I think it's just this big rush to the end of the school term. I'm very much looking forward to a quiet six weeks soon. 
very much looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. I mean, a few a few things I suppose I'll call out while I'm here. Gen Con, uh, last I heard, still tickets going if you want to take part in Worlds. <laughs> that's, that's a one in 16 chance of a World Championship. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're... Uh, and maybe, who knows, perhaps they've got some cool prizes for Worlds, so it might be worth signing up and going just to get a who good knows? participation prizes. Nobody knows. I don't think Whiskers even know. Be some Melinda Mays, no doubt. Yeah, I'm sure. Which folks would be very lucky to receive. <laughs> Melinda Lay with four <laughs> dice. <laughs> well, if they don't give you a full, you know, full set of four dice, then... Get in touch. I'll sling you one or two. <laughs> but you've you got to you have the cards too. <laughs> so, yeah, Gen Con. Everyone get excited about Dice Masters World. It's, you know, there's a lot there to get excited about. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the constant barrage of WizKids marketing and comms, encouraging people to come hey. along and play, getting the energy up, getting people excited about the event, showing off the exciting prizing. Um, it's hard not to get you know a little bit giddy about the upcoming Dice Masters Worlds. Saki. Who me? <laughs> sure. But speaking of events that actually have got some energy and life about them, so uh, the Dice Fight XL will have taken place this weekend, just gone. So by the time our episode comes out, we're obviously pre-recording. That'll have taken place. So uh, Danny, Rick, I hope everything has gone well for you over the weekend uh, that you've that your event's gone as planned and you've all enjoyed yourselves and what have you. Uh, so that looks to have taken place. And then the Breath Weapon X fellas have, have got their uh, yeah Breath Weapon X Fest 6 coming up. That's uh, 26th, 26th of August, that one. Ooh. Yeah, so I'll make sure all links in the description down below. But uh, this is the 1 in 20 thing that I was talking about. Last week or the week before? Last episode or the episode one before? Dice tw- one card, 20 dice. That's right. Yep. Yep. Um, but make sure you do go to the link that I put in the description if you're interested because Rob over there has expanded the ban list. Ooh. Yeah. So make sure you're going and paying careful attention to that. And it's mostly stuff that, you know, if made unblockable, could just ruthlessly annihilate you, your opponent right. or or targets. Uh, you know, an, an energy type or a character type, which means that you could have the potential to just give someone a really miserable time. Um, oh, good. And they got some prizes. You got some. Sorry? Nice thought about it. Yes, absolutely. And they got some prizes coming together and stuff. There's some um, Scotty Young prints. There's some uh, Dark Phoenix Saga OP kit cards, etc., etc. So um, that's the 26th of August if you're interested in that. And that's all I got. But that's I reckon we probably I reckon we put a good thirty minutes together for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Rob from Breath Weapon X is doing a face to face in the UK. If you are interested, I believe it's the and apologies if I got this wrong. I'm pretty sure it's the sixth of August at Firestorm Games, which is in Ooh, where is it? Swindon. 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 Swind something. One of the Swins. Swind- it is Swindon. Swindon. So if you are local, I think that's over the West Country. So if you're in the West Country, 
and you do fancy bit of dice masters, then you know where to go. Yeah. We gotta sound like my father in law. <laughs> it was good. It was a good West Country accent. I hope your now, intentions are good for my daughter. Now I now I know why your pirate accent's so good. <laughs> I said that pirates will come from Wiltshire. Yeah. <laughs> no true. That's <laughs> facts, that man. That's little known facts. Pirates yeah, I'm come not, from Wiltshire. I'm not even uh I'm not even joking. That's like proper fact. That needs uh, all, loads of them have come from uh like Bristol, for example. The is Bristol on the coast? It is in it where it is on the west in the west country. I'm not sure if it's it's Wiltshire or, or goes over to another county. Sure. Um but it's uh, yeah, loads of them from Bristol and loads of pirates from uh southwest Wales, from the Gower. So we have this uh, this we have this vision, this idea of what a pirate sounded like. That's like the Hollywood creation of a pirate, but they were they were just sailing around the Caribbean in in Welsh accents and West Country accents. No word of a lie. Well, I'm Jack Sparrow. I am. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. That's that's uh, that's not even that's like proper little known fact, not just little known fact, but proper little known fact. That we don't do proper little known facts. Yeah, sorry. Uh, right, should we get into a featured segment of some sort? Ooh, what should we talk about? I don't know. I like that thing you mentioned before about uh, getting to know your cards through playing sealed games. Let's have a fudge at that then. Let's have a go at that then. All right, there you go then, folks. Stick around for a segment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, folks, welcome back. And uh, we've had a little discussion, and we think this... This idea of l- l- how to learn a new set is is a good featured segment idea. It is. It's got some legs. They might be quite little, but we'll yeah. see. But we're just we're just going freestyle. We've literally just decided to do it there and then now. So uh, no prep has been done. Uh, but the uh, the the point of initiation of this idea was Andy mentioning a little earlier on in this episode that the reason he's been playing a lot of sealed games, just cracking open boxes and playing teams that he's constructed out of the draft packs is because that's his method to I don't know what absorb game texts and stuff yeah 100% um, I mean I am uh, and I'm sure I've mentioned this numerous times over the past nearly six years uh, that we've been doing this podcast is that I don't really work out a card until I've got it on the table and started playing it um I think there's people similar to me. I, I don't know, but reading the card text, I can't visualize in my head how that would particular. You know, I could get an idea and feel for it, but um, how it, how strong it is, how it actually plays out, unless it's on the uh, on the table. So these past kind of few months, I suppose since Secret Wars has come out, uh, I've just been cracking over packs, putting on random cards, seeing what sure. works, seeing what doesn't work, trying to get an, a, a feel for as many cards as possible. Um, and there's been not much success on the win loss ratio uh, but uh, there, there's certainly <laughs> some nuggets out there that have caught my eye yeah for sure so why why just crack open the boxes and play them right out of the boxes then why not i don't know lazy in it oh okay <laughs> it's the easiest way of doing it <laughs> fair enough i thought you were going to give us some like really incredible insight because uh, one thing we've we've definitely done in the past is uh, this was in the campaign box days more was just to shuffle up 
the whole campaign box and just draw eight off the top and play them, didn't we? You know. Yeah, I, th- I think there's is a struggle with certainly using an app, which I do like using the Sidekick app to flick through uh, and look at cards, um, or you know the equivalent uh, on PC or with a Google one. I can't remember what it's called. Transition Zone. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, is that I don't have all the cards. Uh, sure. Yeah. So there's there's nothing more infuriating than building a team, spending kind of some time thinking about how that's going to work with each other, and then getting down to the binder and finding out that that is one of the few uncommons that didn't come in your your brick. Uh, so I suppose just yeah. ease and convenience. Like I've not put them away, which I really should. Uh, so let's just grab a pack and, and crack it open and, and have at it. Yeah, all right, fair enough. So it, just, um, just <laughs> no insight, no laziness. massive thought no. involved. But but this idea that it'll reveal to you, um, I don't know, combos or ways of working that might not occur to you upon upon reading the cards. I suppose that's where you and I differ, isn't it? Yeah, you've you've got the ability to kind of work it out in your head uh, from reading it and thinking of of what would compare with and. Uh, and put in a, a team that you've never rolled a dice for before on the table because you know that it's going to work with three other cards. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't quite quite manage that. No. But I still have to go through a period of experimentation because sometimes I'll say on a spoiler review, for example, that, that I put together for the YouTube channel or when we do spoiler segments on the podcast, I'll say, oh, I like the look of that one. It's caught my eye because I'm thinking of trying it with this. Uh, and the on-paper assessment yeah. of that combo or that opportunity uh, doesn't necessarily come to fruition, and it's not through the experience. It's not until the experience of playing that I go, "Oh, I've just realised the flaw." You know, that's something's just come out um, of that that's made me realise it doesn't work so well. But what that what that doesn't do, which I suppose the sealed way of playing that you're talking about, um, you know, going for the more random uh, that uh, introducing that element of random at the front end is that you don't discover something that is, I don't know what the word is, like... Um, a hidden gem. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, because folks who draft call this out quite a bit, like, so our man, Amanda, Andy America, our North American correspondent, he talks to me about when he's been drafting, he sends me messages, and says, oh, we drafted this weekend, this was a good combo that came out of it and stuff. Um, and it's the, it's the same principle, isn't it, that things through, because of the restriction of the... Because it's not just that you're playing sealed games, it's that you've restricted yourself to, right, I'm making the team out of the best team I can make out of these cards that will come out of this single pack. Or if yes. you're drafting, you're yeah. passing on your piles, aren't you? So that didn't come out, right? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but you get what I mean. So, it's, yeah, it's the unintended, the unintended kind of coming together of two cards that make you go, oh, actually... Like um, so that uh, you were talking about the Spider-Man that preps for Spider Friends and Avengers, yeah, yeah. And you, instinctually, if you were, if I was creating a team, I'd go. Well, clearly, I'm going for the lowest purchase cost, lowest fielding cost, maybe a fun when fielded effect that would add a bit of value. You know, you, you go, you look for the optimal, don't you? Immediately, yeah. 
And so you you might focus on the two costs, but in a sealed game or a draft game, you might be forced to pair your prep Spider-Man or your uh, two damage dealing beast or whatever with with the three costs that you've perhaps eliminated in a more constructed way of doing it. This is, yeah, so, that's right. But, the, but then a bit, that might in turn have a uh, yeah, work really well. Sure. I mean, that Spider-Gwen definitely is strong. Um, doing the five damage, uh, and I, I, I still think that because that, I've pr- tried the Thor and the um, Deathbird, I still think there's something in. If there was a way of spamming all of them uh, and rolling them uh, on that one turn, that you could probably just win with rolling them. F- like if you say you've got, you managed to get five then you, you, you're basically making five of your opponent's t- dice not being able to block. That's That's got to be solid enough to do something. Yes. Yeah. But just not... Uh, the, w- the ways I've tried it, I've just not managed to get that that final swing. No, but yeah, that, that's like you say, that's the point where you just then... The, the, you transition to a more constructed approach exactly, at that yeah. point, don't you? Yeah. And, and bringing um, elements from, you know, what other sets you've got in modern, so, you know, the Dark Phoenix and the... Superman Kryptonite Crisis to see how that will add on to it. Yeah. Um, and you, uh, I suppose the question there then, sorry, I was sort of processing what you're saying and thinking, this is the problem with, with not planning it, is that I'm a bit rambly. <laughs> uh, when do you decide, what's your transition point then to go um, wrapping up on sealed play now? I've found a couple of nuggets that I want to tinker with. You know, where, what informs that decision to move from one stage to the next? I don't know. I don't, don't think there's a set process to it. I suppose it's landed on something that, that catches the imagination. Right. They go, oh, do you know what? I enjoyed that. That was quite fun. Let's build on it. Sure. Um, I like that fish team that I put together. That had quite a few different reiterations of you know gaining health back and what cards to use, but um, you know uh, fish food of, is that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. with um, Aquaman, Aquaman, and the the little fishies, and the fact that it all themed around the ocean, um, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, but yeah, it's just finding something that's fun. I'm not sure if I particularly found anything that's really kind of sparked my interest. Near one, I think, for what we've been doing was that Kang. Although I think that's going to be like a beating a dead horse, but I'm probably going to have a go with it. <laughs> so is there something to, around a mix and match approach where you take, you say, right, this one card I want to do something with, but I'm still struggling to find the, the secret source around it or try not to be too predictable around it. So do I play a bit of sealed or random selection? to see if something I can reveal something new about this card to myself. Like, you take your Kang and then, I don't know, just slam random on the deck, yeah. on the <laughs> deck builder or something and go, oh, right, let's put it with that, that, that. That could sort of work, or conceptually they make sense. And I don't know, is there something about a combined approach there? Yeah, maybe. Or, or again, having a flick through the uh, the Sidekick app. Um, I should really update it with what cards I do have and don't have to uh, mitigate the, the, the disappointment. But... Um, Yes, that takes forever. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, there's there's a few nuggets that have caught caught me eye. Um, that that Jimmy Woo is definitely solid. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was just coming out of it. I don't think that, I don't know if it caught your eye. I, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, and then that Jimmy Woo, along with the things, got to make things quite uh, difficult. Uh, yeah, yeah. like a little it. immovable team that can't, yeah, just don't go nowhere. Um, but that that's that's something to, to think about. Yeah, for they, sure. Um, yeah, but... Just, just playing around with stuff and just having fun, like not sweating over it too much. No, well, I suppose that's the thing is though, there's not a lot going on right now to nah. put you in a position where you feel like you got to sweat over it. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm definitely days are, are trialing out the the beat sticks repeatedly, so you get your turn one, turn two, turn three, turn four, and and onwards. There's nothing well, to uh, really I'm, do. I'm sure there's. Yeah, you know, there's 14 people right now in the world we, that we know of that may well be <laughs> exploring that area of play. And there's of course some folks who are always into the have always been into the uh, you know the, the smash face side of it all. But um, there is uh, I don't know what the word is like. There's no sense of urgency. There's no sense of it's. I mean, it is so incredibly quiet around the game right now. Other than massive rules debates going on about Stormbreaker Ray, that's the um, the the Thor with the horse face, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think you meant the horse, but yeah, no horse face. He's got like a face of a horse. You said horse. <laughs> I said horse. You the said whore whore. face. The whore. All right, it must have cut out then. Maybe it was the recorder cut it out, but it sounded uh, like you said ho- the horse the whore faced. Whore. Hawthor coming to a marvel issue near you. <laughs> oh dear, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> that is that guy. Yeah, <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, I've just done a bit of googling for you. Right, Sam Bellamy, Devon, famous pirate, Blackbeard, right. Bristol, Benjamin Hornigold, wow. Norfolk. Uh, Anne Bonny, suspected to be from the West Country. Uh, Bartholomew Roberts, very famous for not only being Welsh, but speaking Welsh to his crew. Um, and uh, Captain Jack Rackham, even though it's not known where he was born, it is suspected, uh, it's known that he was English, and it's suspected that he was from uh, the West side of England. How interesting. Yeah, so there you go. Tortuga. <laughs> well a couple of those guys i mentioned of course were responsible for the creation of the uh, republic of pirates and many of them ceased being pirates and took the king's gold to become privateers only to return uh, and then took the king's pirate only to return to being pirates after taking the uh, uh the pardon ah, like keith richards because he was the king of the pirates yes that's right yeah just like keith richards and he's British, isn't he? Keith Richards, yes, he is. Yeah. He's a Londoner, I think. I think the Rolling Stones were London. I mean, they're all southern accented, but I think London specifically was where they hailed from. Hailed. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm thinking piratey now. I'm I'm in a pirate oh, kind of mode yeah. where I hail <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're flying the black flag. 
I'll tell you what was a good show. Did you watch um uh oh Jesus um Taika Waititi and Reese uh Jesus, the Blackbeard and um Steed uh, uh, the gentleman pirate and blackbeard show no. gordon bennett there will be death our flag our flag means death it's it's good it's slow to start yeah. give it an episode or two but the later episodes are brilliant just so random and off the wall hilarious anyway i have obviously run out of steam talking about playing dice masters as a sealed deck game yeah i suppose drafting would be an alternative if you had a you know, group of people and some bricks to crack on open. Yeah, although the draft pack generator on the uh, Dice Coalition does have, uh, I've I've I used it a very long time ago, and I'm a bit rusty. But there is a way you can get your packs, and yeah, so there's like a create a draft room button, and it'll, and you can put all your your names in. Oh, okay. Uh, as you log in, and it sort of you can pass around the draft pack. Oh, that's quite cool. Yeah. So you could literally do it completely virtually. Yeah. So you could just you just start it with draft bots to fill up the difference. Oh, okay. So even if it's yeah. just two of you, you could do that. Um, so really cool, great piece. Of, I mean, Truby does great work on the Dice Coalition for the whole community, and we should be very grateful to him uh, for what he does on the Dice Coalition and for his great great facial hair work. Just for the world in general. True story. True story. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap the whole there. We, we are proper rambling on. Let's. Uh, we got nothing else though, folks. So we're just going to be straight to the outro, shall we, my man? <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> well, folks, there we are then. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did on the fly, on the fly. Yeah, total. Uh, we're just we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna sugarcoat it. That was a completely freestyled, unprepared episode. Like right from second one to whatever minute this is in the episode. I don't know how long it's going to be in total. Right now, I'm going to try and guess. I can see the total time we've been on the call together, but I can't remember what time we actually started properly recording. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say. 56 minutes. Ooh. I'll go for 49. Ooh, you think a bit shorter. Okay. All right, well, let's see how it comes out. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, I'm doing the edit. I can make it exactly 56 (laughs) minutes. you can do whatever you want. (laughs) That three minutes of dead dead air in the middle of the episode, that's just so that Chris could get another win. I did a a long bit of dead air on an episode recently. Did you? And only one person came out the woodwork and noticed the little gag with the dead air. Oh. Yeah. So uh, you obviously didn't notice. No. <laughs> Although why would you need to go and listen to it, I suppose? Uh, you were there when it happened. Although you weren't well, there when I, I I separately recorded that section as well and threw it in. Little story. I bought some new earphones. All right. Uh, wireless earphones. Eyeless, wireless Ari pods, not AirPods, but A R I pods. Right, and they connect to my iPhone just like um, AirPods would. Sure, um, but cut out if I walk too fast. <laughs> <laughs> or well, or that's my phone in a way. So there's certain oh, okay. I was about to say walking too fast. To. 
Walking too fast is not really a concern for you, though, is it, Leslie? Nah, it's fair. But, um, they, they, they seem to cut out. The, the quality isn't quite there, which I suppose why they're Ari pods and not AirPods. Um, so there's there's many a podcast where I've I've missed chunks whilst I'm trying to uh, to get them to connect again. Well, fair enough. I've got nowhere to go with that. I don't know. Nah. Thanks for the insight. You're welcome. No problem. <laughs> so yeah, freestyle. But next episode, we have got planned content because, folks, guess what? Our next episode will be well. It's it's so it's a bit of a funny one, but it's our six year anniversary in the week, in the middle of the two week gap between episodes. So we could have technically done it this one, or we could do it in the next one because it's. You know, it's falling in the middle. But yes, our six-year anniversary episode, folks, is our next one. So uh, we've got some stuff we're putting together and lining up for that. I would probably say the way things are going, don't anticipate any powerfully enlightening Dice Masters-related content necessarily. (laughs) Uh, however spoilers. We... eight new sets were being released <laughs> we would encourage you folks if anyone wants to send us any messages to be read out uh, or even record yourself into your phone uh, send us a little note uh, one area uh, we, we're doing a little bit of a retrospective over our own time as podcasters for Dice Masters <laughs> is uh, a little segment talking about some of the more random stuff we've done because let's let's face facts Dice Masters is definitely a game of highs and lows. Uh, more specifically, it's a game of quiet and quiet and even quieter. And then bang, there's something going on. And then quiet and quiet and quiet. So we've done a lot of weird, random stuff over the years to fill the time and tread the water while we're waiting for things to happen. So we're, we're going to do a little retrospective on that. But we'd also be interested to hear if there's any of our random shenanigans over the last six years, if you've been with us for the duration um that i don't know made you laugh that you enjoyed that you thought was a particular highlight so uh, send us any messages any greetings anything you'd like to share with other fellow ministry of dice community listening fans uh, we'll read it out or play the message but also uh let us know your thoughts on the, the more random side of our content the things we've done to pass the time while we're waiting for new sets to be released or <laughs> events to happen or whatever um yeah and then we'll we'll come back round to the master mold segment uh, probably in the episode after the anniversary episode so if you've got any contributions or thoughts you'd like to throw in the pot around countering master mold is it is it still the big bad i suppose we'll have we'll have seen some t- tournaments and events take place by that point as well which may also give us some insight to discuss so it's probably a good idea that we're postponing that one actually yeah yeah, yeah. it's all in all planned yeah, yeah, that was it. It was all intentional. We just had to do a freestyle one to fill the gap in now. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, so just get in touch if there's anything you'd like to contribute to the anniversary episode. Right. Uh, so I've been Chris, otherwise known online as Dreamer Six. And I've been Andy, aka Polo. Wallet that, backwards, isn't it? Wallet backwards, yeah. <laughs> all right. Reverse See you later, folks. Bye bye bye.
Yeah, you've gone very quiet again. I haven't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Got to get right, right up on that. You got to get right up on that mic, man. You got to be like eating that mic. You got to be. <laughs> you got to be establishing a very special relationship with that microphone. 